Welcome to Make Out With Him, a crushes, dating, relationships, and kissing podcast hosted by Love Amateurs Lex Croucher. <laughs> Are you laughing? Are you laughing? <laughs> I wasn't even laughing. That was all you. We're keeping all of this in, by the way. You have one shot at this and you've ruined it. Welcome to Make Out With Him, a crushes, dating, relationships, and kissing podcast hosted by Love Amateurs Lex Croucher and Rosiana Hals Rojas. I like that you assume I'm laughing at you at all times. Thank you for joining us. We are here to give you bad advice, whether you want to make out with him, her, them, everybody, or nobody. We want to just ruin your lives with our terrible choices for you. And then in our notes it says, we have this theme tune, we have no logo or artwork, and we'll have guests in the future who aren't people like us. Which I was planning on, you know, elaborating into some co- sort of like fun sentiment, but I think just reading that just reading the gives notes. you a good idea of where we are. Okay, good. Yeah. I like just I like to start out knowing how much effort you're going to put into this and how committed you are, and that's it. You're just going to read notes verbatim, like not bother to elaborate. So good. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here with me doing this. It's, it's fun. We've been talking about this for ages. Such a long time. It's almost like saying things doesn't make them instantly happen. It's like you have to put work in. To, to create yeah, things. I kind of resent having to do that. Yeah. So where are you, Lex? Do you want to tell us a bit about where you are for people who don't know you? In life or or physically? <laughs> but I mean both. I was thinking about you saying London, but... Oh, lo- I'm in London. That's where I am. I'm in London, in my bedroom. Uh, there's a cat in this room. And so if you hear just like meowing, crying, or someone pooping, then it's all me. She's a very attention-hungry cat, which I... You know, I'm a, I'm a very attention-hungry person, so we're perfect for each other. Um, but yeah, if you just hear shrill meowing, it means she just wants to be loved. Don't we all? Isn't that why we're like here? Like the rest of us. Isn't that why we're here? Yeah. <laughs> um, so my name is Rosiana. I am right now based in Indianapolis, Indiana, USA. Um, but I am from London and I moved out here a couple of years ago for, for the work. For the work. And also, of course, for the amazing dating scene. And to steal good, hardworking American jobs. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> After your jobs. Rosiana. Oh, I didn't even say her name properly. Who are you? Rosiana and I have known each other since, was I 16 and you were 17? It was that around then, right. yeah. Yeah, it was around that time. We've been through some trials and tribulations, romantically yeah. and otherwise, and uh, we've shared those with each other. Why suffer alone? We want to suffer along with all of you guys listening right now. So this podcast is called Make Out With Him because Lex was having a thing with this guy and wouldn't kiss him, but wanted oh, yeah. to. yeah. I really wouldn't. So weird. I wanted and to. And she really, really wouldn't, but she really wanted to. It wasn't me saying, you know, do something you don't want. Consent is important. Um, you probably hear us talking a lot about it. Yeah. Um, but no, I would just screech at her or text her or whatever. Make out with him. Make out with him. And that's kind of been my approach to... Uh, anyone who you know is in a similar situation (laughs) okay let me tell you so i was dating this guy and i had had a crush on him for three years maybe at this point and i was finally dating him and like this had been the the goal for a long time and i went on nine dates with him and didn't kiss him and he would be clearly like looking at me out of the you know that thing that people do when they want to kiss you and they just like they're just kind of looking at you with their eyes like I yeah they do like the approach face. yeah and they clearly like i'm coming in for landing so wave me in and <laughs> i just couldn't make eye contact with him i just found it so uncomfortable and i don't know why and i because i wanted to kiss him like every fiber of my being wanted to kiss him but i couldn't like turn my head and it was hilarious you were in a holding these conversations around his yeah throat. 
I was. I was circling. I couldn't land. I couldn't couldn't close the deal. It was bizarre. And like I <laughs> we used to have these conversations where he was like, So do you you like me? And I was like, Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah, it's not it's not platonic. Don't worry. Anyway. This is why Rosianna kept having to tell me to make out with him because like you wouldn't think I'd need telling. Uh, in the end, we kissed at Surbiton Station, which I don't know if any of you are familiar with Surbiton. In fact, there's a scene in Harry Potter. Yeah. When it features Harry's heavily just, in, was it Half-Blood Prince, I think? Yeah, he's just lurking and he's going to go on a date with the girl from the cafe. That is where me and this gentleman finally kissed. So uh, thanks, Surbiton, for making my dreams come true. Anyway. <laughs> um, shall we answer some questions? We're going to answer some questions. People have been emailing us questions. We're very not qualified to to answer them, but we're, we're going to do it anyway. So look forward to that. I don't know what you were talking about. I am a relationship expert. Oh, yeah. Do you want to talk about your like perspective romantically, like where you're coming from? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, like, I thought you were gonna say, the longest um, relationship no. I've had is like two months, and that was when I was 16. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a serial singleton, and I quite like being single. Yeah, I don't know what there is. I have a lot of crushes on people, actually. I fall pretty hard for people, and they get really focused on it. Um, but then we'll move along to the next crush, and then suddenly fall really hard for them. So that's, what, that's my perspective. But I'm also like in Indiana, so uh, there hasn't been much dating happening. I've called myself a serial monogamist in the past, but then I Googled it and I was like, oh, that's a little more intense than I thought it, what I thought it meant. Is it? Yeah. What I thought it meant was just, you've been in a lot of long-term relationships, but it actually yeah. means like you crave them and you jump from one to the other because you need them. And I was like, oh, that's not, okay. That's I thought it just meant that you were like a, you know, a relationships person. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's what. I, that's all I'm trying to say here, guys. Is that I. I have been in a lot of relationships, and I've been in a lot of long-term relationships. I'm not like I don't. I don't crave them. You know. I don't need them. Um, having said that, they just happen <laughs> around you. Yeah, having said, they just happen <laughs> to me. It's so weird. Um, I've been in a lot. I have been in ooh four long-term relationships, uh, starting from the age of fourteen. And they've ranged from a year to two years. So that's kind of where I'm coming from, is that perspective. And we're both 25 right now. We're both 25. Our ages have synced up. And yeah. um, They sync up for like four months every year or so. Yeah, it's a beautiful, magical time. And yeah. yeah, and so that's where I'm coming from. I've done some dating. I tried to be kind of, do, do the kind of casual thing. Not very good at it. I was so excited. I mean, obviously, it's really hard when your friend breaks up with someone, but I was so excited when your last relationship ended because I was like, <laughs> finally, all my friends are dating someone to go around and be single with and like go out with. Then you got into another bloody relationship. I was like, fuck's sake. Listen, <laughs> I'm a serial monogamist. I can't help it. It's a sickness. Ugh. I love that you're, I'm so happy that your last relationship ended, is what you just said. <laughs> so happy yeah. that heartbreak you were going I mean, through. It brought me like a, evil gleeful joy um yeah it did <laughs> yeah so i i should maybe say that i'm currently uh have a gentleman friend i'm not gonna talk about that <laughs> which is fine you weren't even asking me to you rosianna or you but people at large go but, for it um, can we give him a, a fake name we're not gonna give him a fake name because we're not gonna talk oh, about him mr big i we're not <laughs> 
<laughs> We're certainly not going to call him Mr. Big, which sounds like I'm insulting him, but I'm not. Um, he just... We're just going to respect his privacy. And I'm so sorry if you're listening to this. Please. Okay, we can't take it back now. If you've listened to it, you've listened to it thus far. And this is the most we're going to talk about you. Hi, it's me. It's it's Lex's friend who you've never met. (laughs) Welcome to this public dissection. No, okay. That's that's it. (laughs) Anyway, moving onwards. Moving onwards. Caroline has written to us to say, there are a number of well-known conversations that are super important to have with a long-term partner, like your views on kids, how you deal with money. But what are some super important conversations to have with your partner that people don't often think about? You know what? I think that like one of them is uh, what your like travel plans are. Like if you're planning on moving country, I know so many people in relationships where like one person has suddenly said, okay, I'm gonna go do this thing that I've always wanted to do in another country. Yeah. And then suddenly it becomes a long-term relationship, a long-distance relationship. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have that conversation about goals and ambitions and stuff. Yeah, this is true. I remember very clearly having a conversation with an ex when, uh, you know, we've been together a while. And someone said to him, like, oh, where do you see yourself ending up? And he was like, Manchester. And I was like, hmm, interesting. <laughs> Like, you know, we're young. It's not like it's not like we'd made any yeah. kind of commitment to even live together. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? I don't see myself in Manchester. So no offense <laughs> to Manchester, if you're listening. The city of Manchester. Poor Manchester. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, well, it's sure. It's been about a year and a half. Um, yeah, I feel like all of the conversations in, did you ever read that book or have that book, You Choose, when you were young? No, I didn't. Okay, so it was this book, it was like Nick Sharrett illustrated, and I can't remember who wrote it. And it was just, it had all of these different questions like, what kind of house would you like to live in? And then all the illustrations were different kinds of houses. And what kind, like they were all very broad, like where would you want to live? And what kind of clothes would you have? And I feel like so many of those questions are like the most helpful questions for framing conversations with all adults, not just romantic partners, because I feel like you get expectations and priorities down very Mm. quickly caroline said long-term partner but this is something that i found like even in more long-term um what i consider to be long-term like you know a year is just your expectation like what you want from the relationship from each other in terms of like time and how you want the other person to respond when you're in times of need i'm real needy and so if i'm having a bad time like i want somebody to call me and see how I am or like come over or you know bring me edible goods and (laughs) you're gonna say edibles bring me bring me edibles please bring me all the drugs to get me through my hard times um no I just you know I want I want to be cradled like a baby emotionally and physically but I've dated people who that's you know their idea of a nightmare like they want to be left alone to deal with their shit I think it's really healthy to have those conversations like as early on as possible so you just know how, and you know, sometimes just these things aren't compatible. Like sometimes if somebody can't imagine wanting, you know, like closeness and intimacy at like times of need, they can't provide that to you. And it means that that's just not going to be a healthy relationship. And that is something that I have noticed. I have noticed Yeah, it's it. a really like hard pill to swallow, but yeah, better to have that conversation now than like far down the road when you've made all these commitments together and you've got like a life together. Yeah. And then it just makes it more painful. Um, also. But yeah, I think it's a really good point. Like something that I've heard people in relationships say is like to their partner, like, what is this? 
like what is what's happening even if it's before uh you're officially dating or anything just like what you know what are we <laughs> it's like a really awkward conversation are sometimes dating what and most this? people i know have it over text but shush I think stop that, talking that about of, me on the podcast <laughs> i'm actually not thinking of you right now um, i'm always thinking of you so um <laughs> uh, but no i think that that like it really does like checking in on expectations it's kind of like a monthly review at work or something you're making it sound <laughs> like, so sexy what do you expect to get out of this job sorry <laughs> you're making it sound really sexy so thank you this is I'm romantic just really as practical heck. you need to set some set yeah. some kpis some measurables just <laughs> you know and and just decide how their performance is um, we've looked at the analytics and it's not promising it's not looking good for you my friend other things that are important i mean we're really neglecting uh whether or not they like dogs or cats which yes very true I mean, or both, because both is the the only correct answer to that question is both. Yeah, anybody who says that they prefer cats over dogs or dogs over cats is, don't quote me on this, a serial killer, because mm-hmm. they're both adorable, cuddly animals that just want love in different amounts. And I don't understand why people have to choose, and it upsets me that they have to choose. Although, if you choose yeah. fox, that works because that's like basically half a cat and half a dog. I'm not a biologist, but I'm pretty sure foxes were made when cats mated with dogs. Have you seen all those videos on YouTube about people who own foxes? I did not know that's what you were going to say. I thought you were going to say, have you seen all those videos of dogs mating with cats? So thank you for not mm. saying that. And yes, I have. And I've been told it's a very bad idea to own a fox. So It seems like you know. a terrible idea. I watched those videos like completely fascinated, but also horrified. And just thinking like, you were just an advert for why not to own a gigantic fox. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, it's mostly that they spray everywhere. That's another, yeah. yeah. So check if your partner wants to um, own a fox. And if they do, just that's it. It's over. Again, returning to my my corporate angle on this answer, ask some questions like you'd ask someone in a Google interview. Like, if a fox arrived in your garden, what would you do? What is, okay. (laughs) You know, it's strategy. And also you find out whether or not they'd punch the fox in the face. Did you say it? You didn't want to be saying anyone. Did you say it's a strategy? It's strategy. It's strategy. It's don't, strategy. Let me, okay. Don't date anyone <laughs> who sees dating as strategy. Hey. I'm sorry. I said the answer is strategy. Okay. Anyway. That was should we move on to the next question? I feel like, I feel like you're rejecting my corporate romance. Yeah. There's a reason why you feel that way. It's because I am. Question number two is from Birgit, who says, hi, Lex. Hi, Rosiana. My name is Birgit. I'm perpetually single and frequently told my expectations regarding men are too high. I'm 25 and for a long time have held the belief that I'm too young to lower my expectations. But recently I have started wondering at what age I should begin to lower them. And how the heck do I tell the difference between a normal expectation and one that is too high? Should I not want him to be funny, attractive, good-hearted and a feminist? Where do I draw the line? When do we go from wanting a man that is good to one that is good enough? Would really appreciate some help on this matter. 25 is a strange age. Can't wait for the podcast. All the best, Bridget. Oh my God. 25, like, let me just start out. 25 is not the age you should lower your expectations about anything in life. Um, I agree. Especially not birthday parties. We're only one quarter done on this earth. 
I mean, if we're gonna die exactly at one hundred, yeah, which we all will. Um, that yeah, you're too young. You're too my child. You're the same age as us, but you're too young. Never, never, never lower your expectations. Is that crazy? Yeah. to say. Okay, not never lower your expectations, but actually, what happens is that you um, you have to be open to meeting people that you wouldn't expect to meet those expectations. I So, yes. okay, like I have gone on dates with people um, from like Tinder and then it turns out that like after a few dates, they are all those things. And I've gone on dates with people who are all those things and I'm not attracted to them, which is the thing that happens. Like someone can be perfect on paper, but yeah. you, know, you just don't want to lick them on the mouth. And... That's what I think kissing is, by the way. Just as a heads up, I don't know what kissing is. I think that's what it is. I thought you were going to say nose. So On the nose. Mouth is closer. Either to the way, answer. just pick an orifice. Well, that got graphic quickly. <laughs> um, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is that some you won't you won't necessarily always find somebody who meets all your criteria, but then it turns out that they'll meet criteria you didn't even think you had in like different and magical, unexpected ways. And sometimes you'll meet people who do fit all the criteria and you'll be like, oh, maybe that wasn't actually my criteria or people who are open to learning more about things and want to learn, especially when it comes to things like feminism. Um, I mean, I think you have to have a baseline of feminism if you're going to date somebody, but like... You know, people are all at different stages in their learning and you're not always going to find somebody who's like a fully formed, especially at 25. Like, I still don't know. What am I doing? What am I doing here? What is any of us doing? I also think that like, it's not even so much about expectations as it is about what you are and aren't willing to compromise on. Yeah. Um, Because there are certain things that you, I don't think you should have to ever compromise on. But the idea that you're expectations are too high or your standards are too high whatever I think that that's also kind of mean to yourself because Mm. it kind of goes into this idea that you don't deserve that and you know it's like that language of being out of your league and you're aiming too high and only a certain number of people or something are allowed to date those idyllic people (laughs) I don't know um so I suggest like maybe yeah maybe think of it as compromise maybe also as Lex said just just be really open to it to it and who knows the other thing is that there are a lot of people who say they are all those things but it has become kind of a performative identity oh boy like when it comes to it's always like is is this real feminism or is this a trick like yeah, I went on a date with a guy who came across as like, yeah, like super feminist. And luckily it turned out he he is super feminist. But like guys know that it's hot to respect women. They've, they've cottoned onto that. And yeah, <laughs> it's a little scary that sometimes it's like, is this real? Are you really respectful? You can, to be fair, you can usually tell pretty early on if it's real or if it's fake. But I mean, like the thing- Yeah, I'd be interested to hear whether this happens uh, for like same sex, like dating and stuff. Cause it feels like such a hetero problem. Like yeah, it feels right. like such a nice then, guy. At the same time, thing. like there's- there's ways that that kind of behavior translates across like lots of different things. Um, Definitely. Definitely. Obviously we cannot speak to this um, because we're talking about like our very specific narrow experience, but I'm sure that there are people who act as if they are more 
like aware and mm, they're not what they seem to be (laughs) they are not what they seem (laughs) they're not what they're projecting things things are not what they seem um (laughs) i mean but the the things that you've said are funny attractive good-hearted and feminist like i don't think those are things you should compromise on i think attractive is an interesting one because you can definitely not start out thinking you're attracted to somebody but then things like their personality will make them attractive to you which sounds like it's made up but it's really not like it has happened to me a few times where I see someone and I'm like, I'm not like that. I'm going to paint a picture of that person and put it on my wall because I can't stand to not look at them all the time. You end up being attracted to that person because they are like, for example, good hearted and a feminist. And, you know, that's just how it's just how it goes. Don't judge a book by its cover. Except everyone does. Except everyone does. But try not to. I think books are the only thing you should... Only judge books by their cover. Don't judge anything else. Only judge books by their cover. Not by content. Yeah. Just by their... Okay, that's fair. Not by content. (laughs) Only judge books by what the blurb on the back says. Only fuck hot books. So true. Anyway. So true. Someone has written to us. They've used their name, but I'm not going to use their name because in the question they mentioned that something is a secret. And the first rule of secrets is don't say the secret. So this person says, I have been casually sleeping with my best friend for almost a year now. The only problem is we kept it a secret because we didn't want things to be weird. And now it's been 12 months and none of it. I like that you said 12 months. Like you measure secret relationships the same way that you measure babies' ages and you don't say a year. None of our mutual friends know, although I have told some non-mutuals. Now it feels like this really huge secret, which we can never tell. Is there a way I can stop it from feeling like this? I don't want things to change between me and my friends, but I'm worried that the secret itself has become a betrayal bigger than any issues which might have been caused by us sleeping together in the first place. Love to hear your advice. Super excited to hear the podcast. Good luck. Best wishes, this person. Oh man, it's so, it's, (laughs) the hard thing is, you know that it's going to really suck to tell people, you know, and you're not wrong. It's going to suck because people will be hurt that you kept it from them. On the other hand, not telling them will just make it more painful down the line. Like there is, I just believe that there is going to be a point when people find out. Doesn't mean you have to tell people, but it. I feel like from reading the email that you kind of want to tell them. I don't want to speak for you though. I don't know. What do you think, Max? You're right in that it is going to hurt them to an extent. I also though, I'm working under the assumption that your friends love you and also love the person you're sleeping with and their overwhelming response will probably actually be happiness for the two of you that you have found each other and any initial weirdness I think will fade away in the you know the joy of I mean I don't know you said casually casually sleeping sleeping together casually sleeping together Okay, well, they'll be happy for you that you found some good sex. And they'll also be happy (laughs) for your best friend that they have also found that good, sweet, loving. I still think they'll feel the joy for you. Not because you found love, but because you found a healthy sexual relationship. Which, if they're your friends, they want you to be having the good stuff. Wow, I'm very good at talking about sex. I'm very British. You're like a parent talking about sex. That good, <laughs> like, loving. Having the... The special cuddle. I'm glad you said um, special cuddle too. The good relations. No, I think you're right. And I also think that like, there's nothing wrong with saying everything that you said in your email to your friends. 
you know like there's nothing wrong with saying look i'm really sorry i'm really scared to tell you this i feel like i've been keeping a huge secret you know you don't have to but i feel like there's an honesty there that you can also share with them and, and they'll appreciate it i yeah i agree i think there's often like a disconnect between how you tell things to other people like how you've written this email to us and yeah how you would relay that to people but actually your most kind of honest version of this of this revelation is going to be the one that's the least hurtful and yeah there's no reason why you you can't say all those things that you've said to us to those people or you know just play them this podcast (laughs) yeah should be like surprise surprise listen to that third question my friends unrelated to this i saw on twitter the other day someone uh, posted on facebook first person to comment on this status is a gay and then they commented on their own post. Surprise! <laughs> I saw that. I thought that was beautiful. So you know, you go, you could, you could go a similar route. First person to comment on this status has been secretly sleeping with me for twelve months, and then just sync up with the other person and get them to post. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Don't do that. I don't know. That'd be kind of pretty great. <laughs> it would be kind of pretty great. Although, if you have your parents on Facebook like I do, maybe they'll also be happy for you. Everyone's going to be happy for you. If they have any decency at all as good friends, they will throw you a congratulations. Sex party. Yeah, congratulations on the good sex party with a big banner that just says sex. And instead of balloons, blown up condoms if you need condoms yes. in this relationship, which you might not do. Who knows? otherwise just blow blow other rubber things up anyway next question uh next question is from laura who says hello lex and rosiana i realize you both sort of answered this in the first video not sure if it was lex's or rosiana's but i have a growing crush on a guy at work however i'm nervous to tell him or any of my friends at work how i feel as the workplace is very gossipy it has a lot of very dramatic actors and so i'm worried about it spreading and the gossip about it especially the gossip if i'm rejected Would you both still recommend just telling him? Thank you, Laura. I can't remember what I said in my video about like office relationships. And since we (laughs) made that video, I went on a date with someone from my office. It didn't turn out well. And now I have revised my opinion. I'm still quite strongly in favor of just telling people these things. However... I have also now experienced what it feels like to go into work the next day after somebody has rejected you. And I mean, ours was not a great love. It was one date. (laughs) It was just that one, one date we went on. And still, it was a little horrifying. And having to face that person at work was not my finest hour so i guess and how long did the the horrible feeling last the horrible feeling only lasted about a week and so maybe i guess you could say in terms of payoff like if that had turned into something beautiful maybe it would have been worth it for that you know if the other option is a week of but then at the same time if you've had a crush on this person for a long time I had not had a crush on this person for a long time. So for me, that wasn't, you know, a big heartbreak. It was just like, oh, that's a little disappointing. But, you know, carry on with my year. I guess you got to weigh it up. This is this is not good podcast advice. I'm just saying, you know, I, work it out for yourself. My advice would be tell them, but tell them in a very non-work people related setting. Don't kiss them at the office party. Don't tell them on work instant messenger. 
if you can, like, try and find the time to, like, go for a drink or a coffee or something. Or, like, start even hanging out together, you know? If you haven't already been doing that, just go bowling. Just, <laughs> just go on a bowling date. Yeah, you have to make a decision about how okay you are with the relationship, knowing that it probably is going to become public not relationship, but like a love interest, knowing that it is going to become kind of like someone else's property, which is sort of a horrible feeling. Yeah, I... But the truth is, it's not anyone else's property, it's yours. And um, I think that if you've got a crush on someone, my advice would always be just to tell them. (laughs) Unless they're like, unless it's a crush on someone who's like in a relationship or anything. I thrive on gossip and attention. So that wasn't really a consideration for me. I was like, yeah, talk about me. Talk about me more, if anything. That's not true. It's, it's kind of true. Um, so that that side of it didn't really factor in for me, which, yeah, that is a big factor. People people will know eventually. But also, if you're rejected, you, you control the story. If I've learned anything from watching occasional TV shows that feature, like, a journalist, you have to control the or like story. like Scandal. Yeah. Well, this is what you... Here's what you do. If you get rejected, then you get out there and just tell people your version of that story before it can come from the other person (laughs) is what you do. Um, And it depends on how much you want to embellish it. Like it could just be, you could say that they crushed you and you're so embarrassed. You could say we went on this date or like, oh, I mean, you could say you can set up the situation however you want. You could say that you were interested in them. Uh, and then you realize that you are third cousins or (laughs) you could say that you realized you had, uh, attempted to kill them because you were paid to, and that just was too uncomfortable to continue. And that's why it didn't work out. You just got to control that story. Get on top of it. Yeah. Think of better things than the things I just said, but you know, get on top of it. Taylor has written to us. I just love saying written to us. Taylor has put pen to paper and Taylor has posted this to us by Owl. Taylor has written to us and said, I'm a 19 year old university student and I had two serious-ish relationships in high school. Now in college, I want to meet guys, but I'm terrified and introverted and socially anxious and basically terrible at talking to other humans. Any advice for making it a little easier to try and approach guys? Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Thanks, Taylor. Firstly, stay away from guys. Yeah, don't don't touch them. No, you can uh, like lasso them, or you know what you should do? You should put little pieces of uh, of bread uh, on the floor in a path that leads <laughs> to like you, <laughs> and you'll just be sitting there in a ball gown. Uh, or not a ball gown, really whatever you feel like. Could be wearing a tux, could be wearing a crocodile outfit. Um, Or really go on theme and and dress like a witch or a wizard. I I was going to say, please don't Um, actually Hansel and Gretel anybody because the implication is that you're going to eat them not in a good way. (laughs) Just don't do that. Also, killing all my fun legs. All your fun which would land you in in a prison. Cannibalism isn't a crime. I mean, I think just generally don't trick people into spending time with you. 
<laughs> and probably don't murder them. And, and don't kill them or attempt to kill yeah. them. Political correctness. <laughs> no Political correctness gone mad. You just can't Hansel and Gretel people these days. How did you pick up boys at university? I did not. I was in a relationship. I ended the relationship in my last year of university and I went on a date with a guy and he lived quite near to me and on the, and we had this date and I just wasn't feeling it. And then he went to say goodbye to me and he was going to walk me home because he lived so close, like ridiculously close, which is why it's so funny that I just turned to him and went, I can walk the rest of the way home, hugged him and then ran off <laughs> down the street in the opposite direction from him when like it didn't make any sense. I was just so scared. You just weren't feeling it. You just wanted to get away. I wasn't away. feeling it. And I was just scared he'd try and kiss me and I'd just have to be like, nope. So instead, yeah. which, you know, you should always feel fine in saying nope. But I just wanted to say nope with my actions rather than with my mouth. So I ran from him. And then I got I a text like, fine. had a great time. I was like, mm, me too, obviously. He was like, you want to hang out again? I can't remember what I even said. Let's just hope I didn't ghost him. No, I didn't ghost him. One thing I would say is that one thing I did all the time at university was tell my friends when I had crushes on people, which, I mean, they weren't terrible friends or anything, but just they, because everyone knows each other and like the weirdest people know each other at university because they've got classes together or they go to the gym together or so on, it gets back to them so quickly. News travels. And news travels like at a different pace. But I do think that like going to club events, like they're not, not nightclub events, but like going to, I don't know, the lacrosse party or the newspaper party or something, that's a good way to meet people that can be whatever speed you want. Like whether you want to like revise the latest episode, uh, latest issue of the university newspaper and like check for errors, where you want to go like full Exeter safer sex ball. <laughs> That's like where you go in your underwear. Wow. Uh, whatever makes sense. I agree in that you should uh, find people with common interests and often you might not be bumping into those people and yeah, either going to clubs or like... I mean, I'm sure that there's there's things like, for example, the Quidditch team. Most universities now have a Quidditch team. You're going to find some good people there. I mean, maybe you're not as nerdy as True. I am and you're thinking, no, I will not. In which case, sure, go out for lacrosse. Like, get those lacrosse playing. Okay, no judgment. No judgment <laughs> at all. Uh, but, you know, maybe you want to find the Dungeons and Dragons crew yeah, on campus or maybe you want to go to the american football socials Do you know, i didn't know what lacrosse was until i got to exeter you didn't know about the famous sport with the stick and the net and the ball i, no. I don't know anything about lacrosse i just know the i name. knew nothing and all the girls in my corridor played it and i was like excuse me of course they did but then <laughs> But then the hot boys also played it, so I was like, hey, hey. I'm going to learn to watch this game. Let um, me catch your ball in my net. Oh, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what What else was effective at uni? I don't know. Paper aeroplanes? I study mean, groups? I, they were, like, I, being late in the library. You're cute is a great line. <laughs> I don't think you've got to, I think the moment you start overthinking it, you send yourself into a panic. Like the time that I decided I really fancied my Starbucks barista. Oh boy. And then agonized over it. Did what I now think is a pretty inappropriate thing to do in his workplace was go up and ask him out. But because I get stress nosebleeds, my nose started bleeding right when I asked him. I remember this so And then so he told vividly. me he had a girlfriend <laughs> It was crushing. Yeah, don't agonize over it, which I know is easier said than done, but really don't. Like 
I think what I think is that everyone likes to hear that someone fancies them. It's what you do with that information, how you treat it, and also how much you respect their no as well, which you should always respect someone's right to say no or that they're not interested or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think people always like to hear that they're fancied. I don't know anyone who doesn't like to hear that. Not like think- in a gross way though. Not like in a lecturous no. way. If someone who you haven't maybe even considered, like you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't know that person, and they come up and they ask you if you want to get a drink or something, it feels like really casual because it feels like they you go, oh, this person just is really chill. When it becomes a problem, is going into an interaction expecting you have a right to get something out of it. So. Yeah. That's why like catcalling is so awful, like the wolf whistling and stuff, because you're expecting a positive reaction from it. In a sense that like in transaction for me, doing this thing that I claim I consider a compliment, even though I know a lot of people hate it, I'll get a date with you. And I think that like, you just got to keep that in mind whenever you, yeah, whenever you chat to anyone. Um, But I would definitely say that like Thomas Edison registered a lot of patents. A lot of them were really bad. Same with dating. Ask a lot of people out. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. It's just the same thing. It's all the the same same. thing. Edison, dating. He he made some (laughs) terrible patents. He patented some terrible inventions, rather. What did he patent that was bad? I don't know. He just, like, lots of really stupid ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it, Thomas. Come on, Thomas. Come on. We Tom wanted Riddle. the battery. Marvolo. You know? We wanted electric lights. The other thing in terms of being nervous is just to pretend you're not nervous is my only yes. other advice. Fake it till like, you make it. It's really hard, but you just have to pretend you're not nervous and do it. And then it gets easier the more you do it. So again, yeah, register register a lot of bad patents. You can aid this by pretending that you're in character. Like we have a friend who pretends that she's like a... You know Maybe what? I, shouldn't say I that feel advice. like I know who you're talking about, but I don't know about this. So we have a friend who commits to the character she gets in, and she'll start talking that entire night in that character, and it's one of my favourite things about her. Actually, we have several friends who do this. <laughs> we don't have just one friend. We have an interesting anyway, friendship group. It's yeah, we have we have great friends, but I feel like that gives her confidence. So like anything that you can do to give yourself confidence, and is just you being. Your full weird self is also great. Wear a jaunty hat. One of the most romantic things that happened to me at university, this guy I fancied for ages. One night we went out and we were dancing loads in a group and he like held my hand in a club. (laughs) That was by far the most romantic interaction that I had in my whole time at university regardless of like all my other shenanigans. You know, like, that's the thing that I hold on to. So I also would say that, like, those weird, wonderful moments happen even... I really do think they happen even if you don't go out seeking them as directly as well. Like, you kind of have to... You don't have to, but you can make space for a lot of different fun things in your life. I mean, I got shivers. That's the hottest thing I've ever heard in my life. He held your hand in a club. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. It was cute. We were, like, dancing in a group as well, and it was, like... Uh, our, our backs were kind of like a um, like a right angle and uh, yeah and he was like holding my hand but like it was kind of like secretive as well it was great and I still like thinking about it I'm like oh god it's so hot. <laughs> and I went home and uh, wrote in my diary 
um, until like 2 a.m. <laughs> you guys listening can't see my stupid grin. <laughs> I mean, thank God. I haven't even got your face up on the screen right now, so I can't even see your stupid grin. Oh, thanks. I've got your face. Oh, well, I hope I haven't been making any strange faces. That means you've seen me just eating bits of food throughout this podcast. I have, I have. Uh, So Lex, I think that's all we've got for today. I think that's us. I think we're done. Hey, how regular is our podcast? (laughs) This is a conversation we should have had before we started recording. It's mostly weekly. We're saying that with confidence now. It's taken us three months (laughs) to even record this. So, and before that, it took us maybe two years yeah. to decide what our podcast was going to be about. And then in Anandos, I decided it would be something that wasn't this. And then I think we just texted about this. I think we literally were just texting and it was just like, well, let's just do this. And so the podcast was born. And here you have it. Our voices. Your yeah. gift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is anyone still listening? Is anyone out there? If you're still there. um... If anyone is out there, you should know that you can send your questions to makeoutwithhim at gmail.com. That's makeoutwithhim at gmail.com. Or you can use the hashtag makeoutwithhim on Twitter. Or we have a Twitter account, gang. It's at makeoutwithhim. Nice. And if possible, if you're emailing especially, but also if you can fit it into 140 characters or threaded or so on, please include pronouns and the name you'd like us to call you, whether that's Anonymous or Beatrice or Ron Weasley or Runal Waslib. Please, please be Runal Waslib. Maybe we should just call all of our Anonymous contributors Runal Waslibs. (laughs) Here's another one from Runal having a lot of trouble (laughs) this week. Um, Runal's been everywhere. I would just like to say... Thank you to all the people who signed off their emails with pumpkins and penguins because <laughs> it makes me feel like we're the five awesome girls to Vlogbrothers, even though we're very much not. You're a secret sister, Judy. I'm a secret sister. I've appeared on the Vlogbrothers channel that one time. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me in my life. <laughs> all the comments were like, I feel like she should have researched this better. And I was like, thanks guys, it's great to be here. Just didn't really look at my comments. Never look at the comments is the rule. I mean, I feel like we should come up with our own things, our own sign-offs and things, so that we're not just, um, (laughs) not just like the poor man's dear Hank and John. Although actually, thank you for all starting your emails, dear Lex and Rosianna, because my name's always going to come first because it's a short name. Yes. Until 2028. Until 2028, when... We won't have gone to Mars and we're going to swap our names around. We won't have... Yep, that's not... We need our own thing. We have to be our own people. We won't have gone to Venus and then we'll swap our names around. Where won't we have gone? To hell. Uranus. To Uranus! What are the week's updates from Uranus, Rosianna? It's a cold... Uninhabited place. It's Uranus. A gas plant. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. Wow, we have. This is. Thanks for we listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah, straight. Uh, this podcast is hosted by Lex and Rosianna. It is also produced by Lex and Rosianna. It is edited by Lex and Rosianna. Our theme song is me talking and Rosianna talking. 
by if you would like to create a theme song for us especially if your name is lord then please contribute thanks for listening lord thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule you're the real mvp all right (laughs) bye we've killed the medium of podcasting bye